Good morning. This morning's reflection is about joy, with joy being the fourth factor of awakening. Although the core teachings of the Buddha emphasize the every-awareness and the ongoing presence of stress and unsatisfactoriness in our human condition, which is usually translated as dukkha, In the context of this path, joy is actually infused in the path of our practice from beginning to end, joy and contentment. Happiness plays an essential role in the development of virtue and the development of sila also in the development of concentration, samatha. And of course, also in all of the Brahma-viharas, the divine abidings, metta, karuna, mudita, and upekka. And also, of course, in insight, understanding, wisdom. All through the Buddhist teachings and in our meditation practices. The development of the mind through concentration, mindfulness, and all of the divine abidings, the Brahma-viharas, brings a joy and a deep sense of well-being. Various permutations of blissful experience may saturate the mind and the heart at times during meditation and of course an unsurpassed peace occurs with awakening. This fourth factor of awakening, of enlightenment, joy, delight, the word in, in Pali is piti, And this factor is called the happiness factor. It's not a feeling as in pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. It's actually a mental formation. 
a mental response, we could say. One aspect of joy is a zest, an enthusiasm, a mental state of joyful interest and delight. Joy, or piti, or rapture, as it's sometimes translated, is bright, it's buoyant. There may be an experience of a certain kind of physical and mental transformation and balance when this factor of awakening is present in us. We may in these moments feel refreshed, unbound, and healed. I like to describe this as a lightness of being. Joy, PT, is a wholesome and beautiful aspect of practice. But it's wholesome and beautiful only if we experience it with no identification and no attachment. Experientially, this factor of awakening can circulate through our body and mind like a river, like waves. There may even be sensations of and mental states of a kind of softness and great gentleness. Smoothness may become experienced. We may experience maybe a vibrant, a vibrant light or tingles, maybe a comfortable sense of coolness. Maybe sometimes people experience a feeling of floating or even some sense of as though flying. Or we may just simply feel extremely comfortable and have really no desire to get up from our cushion. Instead, there's really a great interest supported by mindfulness, investigation, and energy to continue to sit without moving. Thich Nhat Hanh speaks of his joy as being like spring. So warm it makes the flowers bloom. With this factor in place, this factor of awakening in place, we feel energetically lightened, agile. We feel well in the midst of whatever phenomena is presenting itself. When the enlightenment factor of joy is established in us, we truly begin to feel a sense of well-being in the midst of any given experience. In the late 1970s, I had the privilege of spending time with a woman named Dora Kuntz as a teacher for me. She was in her 80s at that time. And at that time, she was the national president of the Theosophical Society. Dora was Austrian. 
and she had quite an unusual upbringing in Indonesia. She was taught meditation at a very young age. Her parents didn't mind if she missed a meal now and then, if she was outside playing somewhere. But if she missed her meditation period, that wasn't okay with her parents. Well, fortunately, Dora didn't rebel against this, and she grew up into quite a rare being. Still very much a dedicated practitioner when I met her. In being around Dora, one had the experience of being with someone who not only manifested deep wisdom, but who was also the embodiment of a tremendous abundance of bright, clear energy and joy. These particular qualities are actually two of the things that I remember the most about her. Her seemingly tireless energy and her joyful heart. She would work with us through much of the day and into the evening, instructing and often offering her knowledge and wisdom with a tireless generosity. And in the evening, she would speak to us. And at times during this this mode of teaching, something she was about to say or maybe something she had just said or some internal experience that hadn't been and wasn't about to be put into words would strike her as being very delightful. And she would start to laugh. And sometimes she would laugh ongoing for a number of minutes. And even sometimes she would slap her leg in joy and a joyful expression as she was laughing. Dora's energy and delight were greatly inspiring for me in those days. Both of these exceptional qualities of hers have obviously, since I'm remembering them so many years later, have obviously continued to stick with me over the years as inspiration and help in leading me on the way towards liberation. Along this way of our Dhamma journey, we have infinite opportunities to know the joys inherent in practice and to take delight in relationship to our own practice and also feel joy, the mudita aspect of joy, for others in relationship to their practice. The joy of a collected, focused mind. The joy of calm, tranquility, and concentration. The joy of non-dispersion, non-distraction. The joy of a loving, compassionate heart. The joy of connection, the joy of non-separation. The joy of metta and karuna. The joy of living... with a growing and deepening ethical relationship to life. The joy of living harmlessly. The joy of non-guilt, non-worry, non-deceit. The joy of seeing and knowing interconnectedness. 
the joy of seeing things clearly, truly, just as they are, which brings the great joy of understanding, the joy of wisdom, the joy of non-delusion, of non-confusion, the joy of peace. Experiencing the heart of pure joy for or with another's happiness, another's success, and most profoundly, the experience in any moment of the great joy of transformation. This is our possibility. Joy is the ground of our healing. It's one of the fruits of our practice. The small smile on the face of the Buddha Rupa can be a pointer, a reminder, and an inspiration for us of the underlying ground of joy, the inherent joy in the midst of and along with the deepest compassion and wisdom of the awakened mind, the awakened heart. And closing the reflection this morning with some words from the Buddha, from the Dhammapada, taken from various translations uh, and kind of put together uh, as a whole by me some years ago. This is the section, Joy, Happiness. Live happily, free from hostility even among those who hate. Live joyfully, free from misery and affliction, even among those who are afflicted. Live happily, free from the trouble of busyness, even among those who are busy. Live joyfully, like those who have nothing, like those who have nothing, feeding on rapture, like the shining ones. Winning gives birth to hostility. Losing, one lies down in pain. The calmed lie down in peace, having set winning and losing aside. There's no fire like lust, no evil like hatred, no pain like disharmony, and no happiness like the happiness of peace. Greed, the primary sickness. Delusion, the primary pain. Knowing the truth just as it is. Freedom, the primary joy. Health, great good fortune. Contentment, great wealth. Trust, great kinship. Freedom, the greatest happiness. Look within. Taste the nourishment of seclusion, of stillness and calm. Freed from fear and attachment, refreshed with the sweet joy of the way. How joyful to see the awakened. Always happiness in the company of the wise. Endless grief for those who commune with a fool as traveling in company 
with an enemy. Joyful is communion with the awakened as with a gathering of kin. Follow the awakened, the shining ones, the discerning, the learned, dutiful, loving, integral, and wise. They know to work and forbear. Follow them as the moon follows the path of the stars.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.